0: DNVR draft podcast coming to you on this lovely Friday with my guy Jake Schwanitz. Presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, the king of sportsbooks. Check them out. Use that code DNVR. Nothing but amazing offers across the board from those guys. Jake, how are you doing, my friend?
1: I'm doing very well. I'm excited. I have a football game I get to go to tomorrow, and I'm excited for this slate because it is absolutely packed.
0: Yeah, it's actually an outstanding slate. Um, Feels wide open. I can't believe Bama was seemingly beatable last week against this horrendous Mm -hmm. Texas A&M team. So this week will be extra intriguing, and I think we're on to something. All the picks we gave out seemed too good to be true. I faded those and went four and two. So boom, the book knows something we don't know. And that's how we can use (laughs) our knowledge to our advantage. Um, But let's get in to some Heisman. I feel like we really haven't touched on this much. And... um, We're looking at some updated odds here. Obviously, in Colorado, we can't bet on these, but there are odds in other places. And um, right now, CJ Stroud, a heavy, heavy favorite at minus 140 from the odds I can find. Caleb Williams, second at plus 1,000. Hendon Hooker right behind him. And I want to get into Hooker. Obviously, a big, big game against Alabama this week. I kind of think it's, unless you think the Vols beat them, you probably don't jump on this. Um, and then Dorian Thompson Robinson, you guys mm-hmm. talked him up last week, and he's really making a name for himself. Then Blake Corum, DJ Ugalele, Jameer Gibbs, Adrian Martinez, the awesome quarterback from Kansas State. Um, and on we go. So uh, who stands out for you here? is i mean let's start here cj strout the lock that the odds are making him out to be
1: i man i don't know i don't think so i mean just looking at the schedule this team has quite a long way to go still uh they got iowa this week they got penn state the week after that's a top 10 matchup and then of course finishing the year against michigan i think they've got to win those two games and cj's got to keep up this pace uh to be as heavy a favorite i mean in between those, you got Northwestern, Indiana, Maryland. So some numbers are gonna be put up for sure. Um, it's just, I mean, we've seen it routinely. He's gotta these Heisman winners gotta have an impressive season too. So I think Ohio State kind of has to go undefeated. Yeah. Uh for CJ Stroud to be as big of a lock as the odds makers say he is.
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously the big game is gonna make all the difference here. And Blake Corum at plus sixteen hundred. Yes. I mean, if these numbers continue and if Michigan were to beat them, which hey, I I don't know. That feels like a bit of a toss up right now, though I do think some of the um some of the Michigan hype has slowed down a little bit. And you actually see that in how McCartney's odds have just plummeted on this. Yeah. Um, because I don't know, like a month ago he was kind of a sneaky play. But again, if they if they don't win the Big Ten, I think you're absolutely right. Like at most, he's a finalist, but not much more. Bryce, the injury is gonna hurt him in this, like the meatiest part of the season. I mean, not having AM or Tennessee on his resume right. definitely hurts. And I also think there's a bit of a, you know, once you've won the Heisman repeating, you're kind of. S- held to another standard you know like um it you're not just gonna be able to roll it out and just do what you did a year ago you're mm. expected to I mean kind of take things to another level and be really like special and historic so I don't know I think Strout is uh those odds at minus 140 aren't intriguing Hendon Hooker I mean What do you think about Hendon Hooker? How much has he surprised you? He's 24. So from a draft prospect, um, it's an interesting analysis to do, but man, has he looked good. That was the one game that felt too easy. And boy, was Mm -hmm. it ever. Um, He's just been outstanding, man. That deep ball has been really impressive. Um, He reminds me a bit of Geno Smith at West Virginia, though Geno was much Mm. more of a gunslinger. I was reading okay. one comp that was more Desmond Ritter, which I like. Okay. Length, skinny, got a little mobility. He's also actually deceptive with the mobility. Yeah. I don't think Ritter threw as pretty of a ball. I think um Hendon's arm action's a little easier. I think he can push it vertically with a bit more ease. I do wonder if similar to Ritter, the biggest concern is like ball placement and really like dropping that thing on the perfect shoulder in stride type deal.
1: Yeah. I think uh, that's a fair assessment. I mean, this is a guy going back to, I don't even remember. It was 2019 or 2020. He impressed me at, at uh, Virginia tech. So mm-hmm. not really surprised mm-hmm. to kind of see, I mean, I'm surprised to see this jump in competition and also the jump in production to come with it though. Last year at 31 touchdowns at three interceptions, he's 10 and 0 this year in touchdowns to interceptions. Wow. Um, but yeah, that dual threat ability is a, I mean, it's sneaky, as you said. He's not going to be running away like Lamar Jackson or, I don't know, Malik Willis or someone. But he has the ability to kind of extend plays and do stuff uh, behind the line of scrimmage, too. I I don't know exactly where I stand on him, though. I mean, that age, I think, looms so large, yeah. uh, being 24. I mean, yeah. you saw Kenny Pickett as a rookie this year. He comes in. He was an older guy. And it's, it's still just as difficult for him making that transition, too. So, mm-hmm um we'll see he'll he'd be an interesting guy at the senior bowl um so if we get that that would be really intriguing
0: yeah um I'm kind of torn on him but what we're seeing at Tennessee is like absolutely undeniable it also looks like Cam Ward my guy is getting a little Mm. more hype in draft circles um so anyways I think you know I think Caleb Williams is the really intriguing one here though. This week is going to be kind of essential for him too. Cause if Utah beats them and all of a sudden they're not really, um, in the pac 12 hunt, that's going to hurt him a lot. Um, right. and you know, Dorian Thompson Robinson, they just got a huge dub at plus 1600. That's, that's good value, especially if you believe the Bruins could, um, like upset them. Um, right. um, which that'd be bold, that'd be bold, but the way the Bruins have played so far also doesn't seem impossible. Where are you landing on DJ
1: Ugalele? Oh man, I don't know. I'm still, I think I'm still out on Clemson. Um, <laughs> I mean, he has looked better. He has. um, I don't know if that's really saying much. Uh, he's yeah. not as inconsistent as he was last year. I don't have the stats in front of me right now. Um, but I mean. And that Boston college game, it was three and three going into the half, man. I mean, it's yeah. just, and they kind of just overpowered in the second half. I just don't think that he's anywhere close to the five-star guy. Um, we thought he was real quick on Blake Coram, though. Um, I found this graphic last week and this is how Blake Corm compares to the previous two Heisman trophy winners at running back and Derek Henry and Mark Ingram through six games Oh, he has 735 yards. Derrick Henry had 645. Ingram had 659. Corum with 11 touchdowns. Henry had 10. Ingram had seven. Um, He's right in the same ballpark in terms of carries too. He's on pace basically for close to a 20 touchdown, like 1800 yard season. So if Michigan can keep rolling, I know that they're kind of losing some favor in terms of the, the pollsters right now but they've got a big game uh, coming up this weekend against Penn state that we'll talk about big game next week against Michigan state team that I mean, beat them last year in a really controversial game. Honestly, you finished the game against Illinois against Ryan Walter's defense too. And Ohio state. I think the resume is really set up for quorum. If Michigan can keep winning.
0: It absolutely is. I mean, at least an invite to New York. Um, Yes. I think that really sets up. I honestly think Adrian Martinez with the season he's had at Kansas State if mm-hmm. things break their way if our guy Justin is right and the end of pulling off a Big 12 mm-hmm. win, I think that's another guy who look it's going to be hard for him to win it but at least be a finalist, you know, get an invite to New York, be in that mix. Um I think is entirely possible. Will Anderson, we thought could really be the guy coming into the season. Plus five thousand now, Eh, it's not.
1: Yeah, it's it's over. It's not
0: happening. Stenson Bennett, I thought was intriguing at one point um, from a draft prospect. Another really old um, prospect, but I just don't think he's kept up the momentum.
1: He hasn't thrown a touchdown since uh, September seventeenth. Wild that's yeah.
0: wild um Hartman at Wake Drake May at North Carolina both fun but I just don't think there's enough juice um from the programs like you were kind of mentioning so I Gibbs really could be th-
1: interesting
0: Gibbs could be interesting I think it's gonna come down to the top two running backs Corum Gibbs and the two SoCal quarterbacks with Stroud as like right, a fairly healthy contender here. Though, again, I think like he set himself up nicely and I'm not going to say those odds are off because as it stands right now, it kind of makes sense. But, you know, Iowa's not going to be easy next week. Penn State's going to be a real test. Northwestern, you never know what you'll get. Um You know, they'll get Talia, Maryland, and then Michigan at the shoe. Like, the the season really starts now for all these guys. Yep. Um, So you need to kind of predict who's going to be the team that overcomes everything. And that's where Gibbs comes in as maybe not the sexiest pick as it stands now. But if he, like, goes off and is the star player for Bama and Bama takes care of business and wins the SEC from now until we vote on these things, then, yeah, I mean, we're going to be in a pretty nice spot. Um, We had a really nice week, man. Um, Obviously, Hooker, we talked about. The who's the wide receiver from TCU, won the game for them with the insane. Quinton Johnston. Quinton Johnston game winner in the big game against Kansas. Another one of those where Kansas felt too good to be true. And TCU beats them. One of the few undefeated teams against the spread. He's really rising up. He's such a, Mm -hmm. like he's such a dude. Um, and another thing that stood out to me was what's happening at Oklahoma. I was never a Venables believer, but I would not have thought the red river rivalry would be a blowout like this. Um, and man, dude, outside of the big three, Georgia, Bama, uh, Ohio State, it felt like Oklahoma in this playoff era was the one other yep. semi shoe in. And all of a sudden, their stars fading. They'll be in the SEC in not too long. And that might be a little more concerning than we thought when this was announced in the preseason. What do you make of all this?
1: Yeah, I man, I think we nailed it. Uh, coming into the year, we all yeah. were kind of down. I mean, Lincoln Riley—you can say what you want about how he left the program and what he did, taking a lot of players and stuff. But I mean, he's one of the top coaches in the country. You literally just went from one of the top coaches in the country and respect to Venables as a defensive coordinator. But I mean, this is the first time—or he hasn't coached at a head coach position for a long, long time. So. Yeah. The drop off, I think, was expected and natural. You got a huge drop off at quarterback, too. Dylan Gabriel, mm-hmm. I wasn't a fan of at UCF. He's kind of been who I thought he was, too. Um, defensively, they just haven't been able to make that jump that we all expected. Yeah. But Quinn Ewers really, I mean, they did what they wanted. Texas did last week. So lots of work to go there. I mean, I don't, this seems kind of like a program and a little bit of free fall in the moment.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't think. I don't think we ever gave enough credit to how easy life was made post Bob Stoops that Mm -hmm. they had this top young assistant and it was Lincoln Riley. And he just turned out to be as good as possible and really helped with this transition um, from a defense first program to an offense first program and just kept that success. And also how lucky they got with like the transfer portal. And I mean, just like, kind of struck lightning in a bottle three times in a row with Baker transferring from Texas tech. Like no one would have expected what Baker became. Right. Tyler was a big gamble. Um, and then Jalen hurts, man. I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And you know, already things were like, yeah, last year wasn't as promising. Spencer Rattler starts to fade. They get lucky that Caleb mm-hmm. Williams breaks out. Um, and it also kind of puts in perspective what Lincoln's been able to do at USC a little more. You Absolutely,
1: know, like,
0: yeah. I mean, there are those true power brokers that actually move wins and losses in college football like immediately. And yeah. I think at any given time, there's at most like three or four in college football. And Lincoln Riley is definitely one of those dudes and losing him is a huge deal. And it's going to make yeah. a big difference. The other thing that really has stood out to me is Texas um, in year two of SARC, right, has mm-hmm. really made a huge, huge jump in the trenches. Um, both sides of the ball, they look like a Texas program in the trenches, and it's some really young guys too. And I think that's going to pay huge dividends for them down the road, especially with Quinn Ewers healthy and stuff. Um, They could be poised for a really intriguing second half. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If he didn't get hurt, this team's probably in the top four right now, man. I mean, he wins over Alabama. I mean, he got hurt in that Alabama game and he looked really good before he went out.
0: Well, if they were not to lose a game going forward, I do think the committee gives them a bit more of a pass with one of those two losses being to Alabama last Mm -hmm. second with Quinn Hewers missing the entire second half. I do think that factors in and the big 12 has not been as weak as we thought. So, you know, Oklahoma state, the two Kansas programs, TCU, you're able to run the slate. Ah, You're going to be set up for a nice spot. And that's where I'd like to close this talk out is who are your final
1: four as things stand now. Hmm. Well, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State uh, are locked in there. So, really, it's just about picking number four between Clemson, Michigan, Tennessee, USC. Uh, I guess you could throw Ole Miss and Oklahoma State in there if you want. Sure, Penn State. Maybe UCLA even.
0: I mean, they're in the mix, man. They just got to beat USC straight up, and it's doable. Their schedule, actually, if they take care of Oregon a week from now – Then it all sets up very nicely until they have to play USC at home on the nineteenth of November.
1: I mean, Oregon obviously huge story. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. Yeah, I I mean,
0: Chip Kelly could he be back in that power broker conversation as an actual like mover and shaker? Man, could be.
1: You've been getting it going. I'd, I'd be between USC and Michigan for that final spot. I think I'd still give the edge to Michigan. I just trust that team more at this point. Uh, USC still kind of figuring out how all those new pieces fit together. I mean, they've done yeah. a great job so far, but there have been uh, more struggles than Michigan has seen. I just don't trust Clemson at this point. Um, or would there really be three SEC teams? What if Tennessee just comes out, upsets uh, Bama, and then all of a sudden we're really talking about – a three-headed race in the sec
0: they have to upset bama or georgia there is a scenario where like tennessee is one loss but doesn't make the sec championship because georgia still wins the east and it's bama against georgia and then a one loss tennessee who was excluded mm-hmm yeah, I mean, it, they would have to beat Bama, lose to Georgia, still beat Kentucky, and then I think you'd kind of be rooting for Bama in the SEC title and hoping Georgia gets there undefeated. So it's one loss Bama beats undefeated Georgia. Tennessee is excluded from the championship game, but also has one loss. Then you yeah. absolutely would have that. Um I think right now, I think UGA and Bama both get in Michigan's my pick out of the, out of the big 10. Um, And I guess I'll go USC, even though I think wow. they lose this week. Mm.
1: We'll talk about that one. We'll get to there.
0: Yeah. We're about to get into it. Uh, all our odds, all our picks from our peeps at DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one sports betting app in all the land, um, parlayed Thursday night football SGP with some hockey SGPs yesterday. It was magical. Um, Carson Wentz not throwing an interception ruined everything. Also a bit of an unders night in the NHL. Oh, yeah. um, and as NFL we've mentioned too last night, yeah. Yeah, well, primetime unders. Everyone knows about primetime unders. That yes, was a sir. fun one. Also, how painful are the bears, man?
1: <sighs> I bro, I so from rough. the minute the draft ended, so we were rough. on this show, and I was saying, I can't believe this team, what are they doing? And ah. it is showing up on the field.
0: Yeah, they did not set themselves up for success at all, man. It's uh it's just rough to see. DraftKings Sportsbook will set you up for success because the new users right now you can bet five dollars on any NFL team to win and get two hundred dollars in free bets if they do. Um, and that's on top of all the promos, all the boosts, the stepped-up same-game parlays. It's just, uh, it's just amazing, man! Download that DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code DMVR and get two hundred dollars in free bets. If your team wins, when you place a $5 bet on any football game, that's code DMVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And I hope you guys all made it out to the hoot nanny um, and wish to Breck a happy birthday. You'd never been to the farmhouse before we went in a, uh, saw the Stanley cup a couple weeks ago, huh?
1: Yeah. First time I was really impressed. It's like a brewery campus. It was really cool.
0: Yep. It's a good time. We ate well. Um, it's just a good spot, man. It's, it's actually kind of close by too. It's, it's just the best, Mm -hmm. but right now with football season back, um, we are ready to see these new look Broncos and right now the new look Broncos have forced us to drink a lot. And, uh, you know, Breck <laughs> brew house you covered with the hometown craft beer of the Denver Broncos. That's Broncos country pale ale show off that colorful Colorado legacy with the orange crush logo and hundred percent Colorado ingredients. This will be your go-to for football season. Um, it is a nice little brewski, especially three sips in it starts to feel real good real good it just sits sits real nice it's a nice one for tailgates and stuff um i'm i'm just like i did i live in a different world where i i drink on sunday mornings on camera um and broncos country just hits right man it's kind of a nice breakfast beer too if you want to go in that direction <laughs> check out the beer locator at breckbrew.com to find a bronco's country pale ale near you um man this slate is just crazy for college football this week and i'm going to start penn state at michigan i'm not even sure what to make of this penn state team michigan a 7 point home favorite so actually some decent respect being given to the Nittany Lions here. Um, Joey Porter Jr. Maybe mm-hmm. the best corner in the country, so it'll be great to see him. Um, just a lot of talent on either side. Some really good programs. Um, I feel better about Michigan and their run game, and they're playing the trenches. But, man, Penn State's been frisky, man, and they've uh, – They've passed every test with flying color. So how do you see this?
1: Yeah, uh, I agree there. It's, this is a tough one. I mean, this is by far the best team that both of these teams will have played up to this point. Yeah. Uh, Penn state. I mean, they've only played two games in conference and it was against Purdue in that opening week game, which was, I mean, it was just a weird opening week game. I think it was like a Thursday night game too. Mm-hmm. Um, Northwestern was 17 to seven. So yeah, I just don't great. really know what I'm getting from them. Um, they have been playing well in terms of running the football. Uh, they got two backs, uh, Allen and Singleton, who seem to be studs. But, yeah, what you said, I think I just trust, trust Michigan more in terms of I know what I'm getting mm-hmm. and the running game. I know what I'm getting defensively. Um, and J.J., as you said, he's kind of taking a step back. I think he's due to kind of have a big a big game on a big stage here eventually. I would lean taking the minus seven. I wouldn't bet this game with confidence. So
0: I think minus seven is the uncomfortable pick. It's my old boa constrictor analogy where Michigan just slowly, but surely Mm -hmm. is going to take a hold of you, beat you up physically. um, And as soon as they're up, then stopping that run game, you press a little more, it becomes a more, more urgency picks up and that's where they start to break a tackle here, break a tackle there, break a big one, and next thing you know, you're down double digits, and the defense can really uh, square up and just go hunt the quarterback, and then you're forced to just drop back and pass the ball, and that's where the turnovers start to come, and it snowballs. So um, it makes you feel uncomfortable, but I think that's why I like Michigan. So give me the Wolverines... That one, I won't be fading our thoughts. That I think we're on the mm-hmm. right side of. Kansas at Oklahoma, I'm kind of shook that the Sooners are favored yeah. by nine after what we just saw. Kansas coming off a disappointing loss, but they were right in the mix against TCU. Also, that the under looked so good in that TCU-Kansas game, and then they the offense just <laughs> exploded. Um yeah, man, I can't quite make sense of this.
1: I this is a really tough one, I think. I mean, just going off last week, you got to be kind of scared off by Oklahoma being over a touchdown favorite. Yes. But Kansas without Jalen Daniels, they did have their backup uh guy, Jason Bean, come in and play pretty well. He threw four touchdowns himself. That's so, huge. It's not a big drop off at quarterback, but I do think, I wonder if there's this element at play here with Oklahoma. You got embarrassed so bad last week against your biggest rival. You're at home against this upstart Jayhawks this week. I yeah. kind of see a bounce back spot here for the Sooners. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't know if I can trust them in this spot at all.
0: I know. I think the book is saying like, look, it's, it's four and five stars at Oklahoma. Who exactly. Kansas could have never even like got a text response back. So this Kansas is fun and all, but now that the real competition begins, and no Jalen Daniels at quarterback, um, could kind of be the perfect storm. This to me is a stay away. I don't know what to make oh, of this. Oh, one hundred percent. It's 100%. kind of disgusting, honestly. But um, <laughs> but I don't know. I think that line is really notable. I think that mm-hmm. line is really notable. Texas, a 16 point favorite to Iowa State. Isn't this where like Matt Campbell does his best work?
1: It is. It's also a 10 a.m. start. So you can, I can definitely Mm. see this happening. It, this is at Texas though. I just, Texas. And I'm a believer in this Texas program, a believer in Sark. I think I actually might take the Longhorns minus 16 in this spot. Mm. They're just a better football team
0: they're a much better football team I think not having Brock Purdy and Brees Hall who's quietly uh, starting to do some stuff with the Jets has hurt Iowa State for sure they're just not the same team you just worry about the letdown you know
1: yeah yep I I completely understand
0: and it just feels like I don't know that I'm a Matt Campbell believer um, that he's like the next great thing but I am kind of like Matt Campbell could be D'Antonio. Like, you know, or Kirk right. Ference. Like those decent college coaches where it's like, as soon as you're like, oh, they're having a down year, they're gonna get smashed. Um, then it's like, no, no, they got frisky, mm-hmm. they did everything right, fundamentally sound, and they made you sweat that one out. So I don't know. I think the I think the cyclones are intriguing here. Maybe. Game of the week, Tennessee at Bama at Tennessee, Bama seven and a half point favorites. No Bryce Young in this one, right?
1: Mm, I don't think so. Um, I mean, he was a, wasn't he a true game time decision last week? So yeah. um,
0: we'll see. Could be, but I don't, ah, I don't know. And this is a good test for that secondary for Bama, who I think has kind of picked things up a little bit um they're trying to get you with the hook right but i honestly trust it i think bam is a decent play here
1: they have it i, I mean bam has just been so like kind of unpredictable in these in these games this year i mean texas they were weren't they like 20 something or close to 20 point yeah. favorites against yeah. texas yeah they were 24, 24. Yep. last week and um, um yep and this is probably the best football team that they have played so far in Tennessee too. Um, give point. me Tennessee plus seven and a half at home. Peyton is going to be there. I think. I mean, game day is going to be there. I think that they're going to they're going to show up for this game. I think.
0: Comes down to Tennessee's Hooker, defense.
1: Well, these are the these are the quarterbacks that Nick Saban teams always struggle against. Give me a dual threat guy at home with mm-hmm. uh, Bama mm-hmm. coming in with some lofty expectations. Come on,
0: he's got to throw it with some courage. That's for sure. But if he does, then you're right. You're right. This could actually get a little frisky. Um, Lots of great Big 12 matchups. Oklahoma State taking on TCU. Horned Frogs, minus three and a half. Again, one of the few teams undefeated against the spread. Um, Undefeated in real life. But it is notable that the 13th ranked team, a fave to the number eight ranked team.
1: Yeah, Uh, I have I personally haven't watched Oklahoma State this year besides that Baylor game. So, yeah, I don't really know too much about them.
0: You know, the Sanders experience, Um, his stats are good, but he's always
1: wild. Um,
0: And that defense is good, but I don't know if it it doesn't really have a ton of blue chippers, Um, though. I'm told Malcolm Rodriguez was a real uh, hard knocks favorite. So, you know, they've Mm -hmm. got they've got that going for him. This, to me, feels like a classic let the book guide you and just take the Horned Frogs at minus three and a half.
1: Yeah, I think that's the play here. You get the home team. You you do have to deal with the hook at three and a half. Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe just the money line then. I mean, minus 180, it's not a lot of juice, but I think that's a safer play.
0: Yeah, maybe throw it in a parlay with, like, Michigan or something. Um, yes. Clemson at Florida State lots of talent here especially on the defensive side tons of nfl talent on both these teams and clemson's a three and a half point favorite on the road mm. man i like all these big name faves it makes me think this might be a dog week
1: really i think i like florida yeah. state in this spot okay night game i haven't really night seen game's DJ huge. wire to wire just play a good game yet yeah um and Florida State's just really impressed me. They kind of, they're one of those teams over the past few years, they kind of play up and play down to their competition at times. Um, mm-hmm. I think that they'll get up for this game. They're just a much better football team than they've been in previous years. And I think this is a spot where they show it.
0: Mm. Like that. What about, I'm really torn on that one. That feels like more of a stay away to yeah, me than away. anything. Yeah, stay away for sure but Seminoles for sure the part that's more intriguing. Clemson's just kind of yucky. It's like yucky to bet on mm-hmm. them, which again might be the case for Clemson.
1: Yeah. I mean maybe that means it's the move then. <laughs> I don't know. Right, right.
0: Um we've got the Pirate going to take on old Bobby Stoops's brother in Mississippi State mm-hmm. at Kentucky. Big fan of both these programs. Um And, you know, both teams ranked. When's the last time that happened? 16 for Mississippi State. uh, Kentucky's number 22. And it's Mississippi State on the road, favored by four. What? We haven't Mm -hmm. believed in Mississippi State thus far. That line really jumped out to us last week. And, boy, were we wrong. And I hate it. I hate it. But that's why I love it. I think... I think ride those cowbells at minus four, even though it doesn't make sense. I trust Stoops' defense. I think they can run the ball better. It's just the more reliable, more trustworthy team. The Mississippi State is getting this done week in week out.
1: I think if uh, you take Mississippi State, you might be having the better quarterback too. Honestly, well, for sure, Um, for sure. So I think for that reason, I'm going to take the Bulldogs. Also, I just I'm not I'm not on the Will Levis train. I'm out. I am
0: too. This QB2 talk is...
1: It's insanity.
0: Insanity to me. Yes, indeed. Okay, and maybe the cheesiest line we have all week, USC at Utah. Utah at home favored by three and a half. Is this the Utah team of years past that's competent enough in the trenches for us to trust it, Jake?
1: Uh I don't know. I mean, last week against UCLA was a bit concerning. I mean, turnovers yeah. did kind of contribute um to that one. So, the Florida team I, I... they lost
0: to wasn't very good either it turns out and Cam Rising yeah. is just he's missing a little to to compete with these tippy top Pac-12 quarterbacks this season.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, you know what, man, I think I would take USC money line here. It's plus plus one forty. I think they're the better football team. You are, you're really close in terms of the coaches in terms of which one you want to say is better. Personally, I'd go with Lincoln Riley, which is why I think I'm on the Trojan side.
0: Oh man. I mean, everything you said is correct. Uh, USC has that defensive tackle. That's like leading the country in, um, sacks right now.
1: Tui oh, yeah. Tui Piloto,
0: Thank you. Thank his name. you. Thank you. I of course would not have gotten that one. Um, they're just looking good, man. They're looking good. They clear that double digit spread against Washington state, which we, we didn't quite believe a, they could get. I've got done. a
1: USC take. on workshopping. Please. That I'd like to throw out here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Workshop away.
1: Is Travis die the one that stirs the drink for this mm. USC offense? He has been awesome all year. He's long. been incredible. Yeah. And last week against um, when they played Washington State, you know, Caleb was doing some stuff, but yeah. it was really Travis Die that kept drives alive. That really kind of just kept that offense rolling at a good pace. I mean, over 100 yards in four of six games. Um, no, he's yeah, an
0: inc- he's incredible for them to have that like trusty running back back there. While Caleb gets a little crazy, um, I will say to me, Jordan Addison and the way the dude gets open is yeah. just like <laughs> incomparable I know. to anyone I else. Know. Um, and this line, man, is crazy. Because you could have told me USC was favored by six and a half, and I wouldn't have blinked an eye. a dog,
1: gimme him all day.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna trust the book on this and take you, dog. To-
1: Don't blame you. I mean, this is kind of their spot. This is what they do, especially six o'clock Salt Lake City. I mean, this is this is where dreams go to die in the Pac-12.
0: And at this point, if USC were to lose to Utah, but then take care of UCLA and the rest of their calendar, would they still win the Pac-12 South over the Utes?
1: Um. I don't know actually. I mean, necessarily, I don't think so if they, cause Utah lost to UCLA. So if USC wins that game, does that factor in as a tiebreaker at all? It
0: should.
1: Just in terms of like conference, like win loss, right? Yeah. I mean,
0: we need to to see the calendar. I'll say this, even if Utah beats USC, then they got to go to the road at Washington state and they got to go on the road at Oregon. Um, So just how the Utes have looked so far, I think it's pretty easy to imagine a third win comes and second win loss. uh, I'm sorry, third loss and second loss in conference comes. So USC would Mm -hmm. kind of be cleared that way. But yeah, I think... USC's got
1: to win this, just to stay in playoff talks too. They have to. Yeah,
0: I guess you're right. Again, a one-loss team with as strong as they've looked thus far... I think could get them in. It's not a lock because you have Clemson to figure out the big 12 is actually way better than anyone would have imagined. Um, And I mean, the big 10 and sec could definitely have multiple candidates. Um, So it's far from a lock, but I do think with where we're at in the season now, I'm more of a believer in USC with one loss being able to get in than I was in the preseason.
1: This schedule is just so weak for USC, though. I mean, Utah and UCLA are the only ranked teams on that schedule. Um, You have some a bit of some struggles against Oregon State. I can't imagine, or I can totally imagine that they struggle again down the line, maybe against Arizona in a shootout or that final game of the season against Notre Dame, too. I think that for the Pac-12's sake, if if they want a playoff team this year, USC has to win this game.
0: You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And the Pac-12 North um, team they'd face in a potential Pac-12 championship wouldn't be the strongest either. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this is a big game. This is definitely, I think it's this, Penn State, Michigan, and Alabama, Tennessee are the the big, big games this yep. week. The mm-hmm. uh, national quarterfinals, as I've known to call them before. So it's yep, going to be fun, man. Time. Uh, place all your bets at DraftKings Sportsbook, the presenting sponsor of this pod. Thank you, Jake. And uh, we'll be back next week as always. We out.